Hey guys, Cameron here. So many of you have reached out and let Rhea and I know about what you think about Take My Wife, our new show on CISO. For those of you that haven't seen it, you can watch for free. That's at seeso.com or on the CISO app. Just use promo code Take My Wife and you'll get two months free. One thing you can really do to help us out is to tweet about the show. Use hashtag Take My Wife, tweet at CISO at CISO TV, and tell them that you want a second season. It would mean the world to us. Thank you. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's hands up, everybody? Together. Thanks for coming out to the TV. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. doing thank you so much for coming out look at this very full and excited crowd hello it's great to see you hello it's great to see you that is the person i care about you guys it's we've got an awesome group of comics and they're in back and they can hear you let's hear for those comics and i of course have a co-host on the show and her name is ria butcher and she's gonna come out right now let's hear for ria That's my name. How's it going? Oh, I'm a little um, discombobulated because we just flew in. Because like we basically landed a plane right on Franklin seconds and then ago. came in here. Yeah, we did. We just uh, flew in from um, Akron, Ohio. <laughs> and boy, are our arms made of rubber. Woo! That's a great Which reference. You guys don't even get that, but that is... A, pretty much the rubber capital of the world. That's what we used to make a long time ago yep. when we made things and we no longer make things. Yeah. <laughs> when you had an industry, that was it. <laughs> yeah. Now we just mostly talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> talk about having had it? Having had that. Having had an industry? Having had an industry. Um, you're from Akron, Ohio. I am oh, from Akron, Ohio. Oh, by the way, this is my wife, Rhea Butcher. Hello. <laughs> you guys, that's my wife, Cameron Esposito. Yes. Can you believe it? Because we're going to talk about, like, traveling and, and families and stuff, and so then we're not just strangers that... <laughs> Two strange lesbians Two who strangers. just happen to be on a stage <laughs> together. And we're, and we're, it's actually, it's even beyond not being strangers. We're even more than friends, I would say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we kicked it up a level. Yeah. We are friends, but we're also more than friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Both. Great. We've been having such a weekend. <laughs> yes, we did. What a weekend we've been having. <laughs> For sure. We've been having such a weekend. Well, let's just keep talking about it like that. I like just... Why are you behind me? It's stressing me know, out. Sorry. Because then I have to turn. It's usually where I go. And then these people so. are looking at my... It's just that our space now, because there's like a new lighting situation, and usually I'm like... I, I know, which is why you have to stand here. Like you have to find your light, Rhea. I know, I have to Stop find... Stop hiding in the shadows. I know, but it just Step. feels... I'm not hiding in any shadows. No, you're what? hiding in the shadows. Oh, my God. I'm running with the shadows of the night. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, too many things behind. So, baby, take my hand. We'll be all right. I don't know this song, but I I know it's a song because you're speaking in a way that tells me it's <laughs> a song. Sounds like a song. Yeah. So, baby, 
band. We'll be all right. I know, it's either, I like know it's either a song or a poem for Judge sure. Judge Reinhold. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> He's in the music video. For what? The song I'm singing Which to you. Which is what song? By who? Shadows of the Night by Pat Benatar. <laughs> I can't sing, so I'm not going to sing it for you. You're not allowed to clap for her for naming the name of the own song. She was just saying, was she introduced speaking. it, and then you guys acknowledged it as if You're she had like, guessed something. Woo! <laughs> well, I do know what I've been talking about, actually. <laughs> Allow me to reveal to you that I know myself very well. <laughs> Um, we, well, where did you, where did, where did you start your weekend? Wait, this, this weekend? (laughs) Yeah. Labor Day weekend? Oh, I started in Akron, Ohio. Oh. Yeah. I was in Columbus the weekend before that. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. I forgot. Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. Uh Capital city of Ohio. Look. Screw up one inch. feels better. Okay, well, I feel terrible, so <laughs> But your face is nice and lit up. Okay, great. And you're kind of a dreamboat, so <laughs> Thanks. we gotta have this kind of. <laughs> well, I can't say full dreamboat because I'm trying to still hold on to some of my power. I understand. <laughs> Yeah, you can never go full dreamboat. I understand. Well, I can't give it all to you. Sure. People are making stupid collages of your face. <laughs> after after like our seven hit, people know what you're talking about. After our hit about. television show, <laughs> Take My Wife, then it turns out everybody needed like a very, very slim sort of a kind of a tan <laughs> legs kind of a person. <laughs> That was you. People really needed a tan legs kind of yeah. a person. My legs are black. Yep. Oh, black and tan. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know. You name and dr- Are you naming drinks? I'm just naming things okay. that exist. Uh, that person's really happy about it. <laughs> happy um, St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Why didn't you ask me where I was? But, oh, yeah. Where were you? I'm sorry. I was in um, Chicago. Yes, Illinois, which is uh-huh. where I'm from. Yeah, I'm from Chicago. I was in Chicago because I was performing at Oddball, which is a giant, giant comedy festival that you perform at outdoor venues and for many, many tens of thousands of people. Yeah, and I performed at a oh, venue. This is great because we can have we can just talk about that. Yes, I see what you're doing. Do you see what I'm doing? I love it. Sorry. Ah, you know what I like? I'm just I'm just. You're, you know what you're doing? You're running with the shadows of the night. <laughs> You know what that makes me think of in Ghost when the spooky guys come at the end? Mm. He's like, no! Yeah. And then, okay, oh. I didn't mean that. Definitely didn't mean that. Are you sure? Terrifying part, yeah. Remember what they are? Uh, yeah. They come off they the ground come off the shadows ground and, and then they're like, and... I will get you. Actually, this is Tony great. Goldwyn. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was perfect. I guess she got dragged down to hell. I'm dead now. Want to um, make pottery? I just realized, like, really old computers are also a main plot point in Ghost, aren't they? Yeah. We're like, yeah. it's like a blinking cursor computer, and then it just starts typing. Yeah. And, and then, like, don't, hack, don't they do like, the hackers don't even exist yet? Yeah. Like that they look. Just looking ghost at the, They're looking at the monitors, like, what could be possibly what happening? What is this? <laughs> what is this? It must be ghosts. It's gotta People be ghosts. This. 
it's gotta be ghosts. So the first people that had hackers? It was ghosts. Called like an IT like, guy, but that yeah. wasn't even what they were called yeah. yet? Right. George, there's ghosts in the machine. <laughs> um, anyway, so... So you were in Chicago. I was in Chicago. That's where I'm from. And so I was performing at a venue that when I was a kid, I used to go to concerts there. Um, and like... like Outdoor concerts. I right? have seen like the... So are you, is anybody from uh, not... Well, I guess here you'd have the bowl. Like the equivalent of the bowl, but the... Acts that are touring, like who did I see there? Like um, Nickelback or something, right? <laughs> oh fuck you! First of all, I will admit outright that I am 34 years old. Therefore, sure. Nickelback would never have been popular when I was in high school. Oh yeah, you said high school. I'm yeah, sorry. no, I went to see like, so, like the Ray. Lilith Fair. They don't even know what that is. I know they don't. This young ass crowd wasn't even born yet. I saw Sarah McLaughlin separately. Then I went back and saw the Lilith Fair. That is what I'm talking about. Wow. But, I, but I also saw separately? Metallica, and I also at the saw, Lilith Fair. No, oh. a separate day, Rhea. I'm gonna say that's a different Lilith. Counting Crows two times there. Yeah. Ben Harper uh-huh. and, and then, Dave Matthews. I'm sorry. Oof. And Fish. <laughs> I'm sorry that you were cool. I'm sorry that I was listening to a band I don't even have a name to reference. <laughs> what are they called? You know the ones. They're so they don't they don't charge very much money for their tickets at all. Fugazi. Yes. <laughs> you know the one. I should remember that. <laughs> well, I didn't see them. Fugazi. You know the one. I can't even listen to them. Oh, no, you can't. You play them when I say... You're like, turn that right off. Change it, I say. Change it. You're losing them. No. (laughs) So you're in Chicago. But you know who I did see there? Who did you see This is my secret bonus round. Okay. Destiny's Child. Also, they were not the headliners. They were... Someone (laughs) gasped. Whoa. They were just op- they were just on like a bill with a bunch of other acts like I think 98 degrees was also on this bill. And then um they were 16 and I was 16 cuz Beyoncé and I are the same age. Obviously we've also achieved the same amount. Of course, yeah. <laughs> and so uh I was like, "Oh my god, I'm going to get to perform on the fucking stage where I first met Beyoncé and m- with my eyes from <laughs> a while away." Right. Pretty far out. Yes. And then I walked out on stage, and then, um, well, actually, before I got on stage, I'll say this, before I got on stage, the comic that performed ahead of me, I don't want to use the word on the show, but I feel like I have to use it just to tell, because, I mean, do you want, what do you want to say? The comic ahead of me, first of all, there's tens of thousands of people there, and the comic ahead of me uh, used, now, first of all, I am from the western suburbs of Chicago, that's where this venue is, I'm from the western suburbs of Chicago, the comic ahead of me used uh, the word, uh, uh, faggot three times now I don't use that word on stage ever uh, and do you, do you guys want to know why do you guys want to know why <laughs> it's a pretty lighthearted reason it's a super lighthearted reason why she it's doesn't use it it's a pretty lighthearted reason when you hear it you'll be like wow that was lighthearted and appropriate <laughs> for a stand up show uh, I don't use the word I don't use that word on stage or in my or in my not on stage life because yes. uh, I don't think it's funny uh, to get an easy laugh off of a word that is often the last thing somebody hears before they're beat to death for being what they are. So that's just why I don't use that word. Yeah. 
Um, I think As she said, super light. Super, super light. Like a light, like a kind of a light. You know, you guys know me. I'm a li- I'm a, like an airy comic. I'm a light comic. Just observational. Not political. Yeah, I'm always like, what's Lots the deal with airplanes? About, like, microwaves. Why don't they give me rights? You know, like I always <laughs> say that. <laughs> um, yeah, so the guy used that word three times ahead of me. And here's the thing about being a gay person. You can tell how the people in the audience are laughing at yes. that word. Uh, number one, I don't think that word deserves a laugh. Um, but also, when people, you can hear in people's laugh when they are really stoked that someone just said that. Like, the, there's like tens of thousands of people sitting around just going like, man, I came to this show. I really hope somebody says something about gay people that I've been dying to say for a couple Minutes. I haven't said it in a couple minutes. It's been a minute. Really hope one person says it so that we can all agree that that's a disgusting thing to be. And he said it three times, and I could really, and it really affected me. So I yep. walked out on stage, being you know like ready to to be like you know like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get home, but I yep. just forgot all my material, and then said it was just like hello, I'm from here. <laughs> I saw Beyonce once. Like I just I had nothing to say, and I was completely deflated. It was the worst that I've had in five years. Um, And it was humiliating. And I'm also not exaggerating, because you guys may be like, "Mm, maybe you're being a little hard on yourself. No, people tweeted at me, you should stop doing stand-up comedy. And here's why this is amazing, because those people didn't follow me. Some, there were people in the audience that were like, what's this bitch's name? They went on the internet, they looked me up, didn't follow me, they just let me know, you should stop doing comedy, even though I was one of a, dozen comic bill they were like listen seriously straight up like it was a good night i definitely got my money's worth but also like i don't want you to exist anymore also i was we were all very silent during your set to let you know that we didn't like you but we feel as though that's a not not yeah, yeah, enough yeah, yeah. i want to so, follow up silence are you with, in your I home want, or hotel or her. or a safe space like you like to call it I'm going to find you there, and I'm going to let you know again. Yeah, exactly. Because I am a good person. Are you, uh, are you, are you peeing a little long? Are you peeing for a while, and you took out your phone? Checking your phone? You thought you were going to drop it in the Ah, toilet. You're terrible! Yeah. Are you peeing alone in your room, and you just also kind of wish you were on your own toilet? Well, because horrible! (laughs) Um, So I was like, fuck! I, you know, should quit, and then instead I just... Went to the next night and uh, did a show in Detroit and felt better. Yeah, maybe like, like slayed, like like did really really well because I, I knew what the I'm a super charismatic, talented comic. But my point is, <laughs> <laughs> no, my point is like holy crap! It is so rattling that those things mm-hmm. can still happen. You know, like yes, and, and that they can happen in front of tens of thousands of people. Of that like like the number of people, the number of people that were there. If like any people had laughed. That would have helped. Just statistically, there were so many people there that if any of them had thought periods were funny, oh man. (laughs) Would have been just a little bit better. Jeez, if any of them liked period jokes. (laughs) Turns out none. Yeah, Yeah, they said, we get it, you hate men. And I said, you don't get it. You didn't listen to a word I said. (laughs) You were just looking at my haircut. Um, but how was your weekend? Um, it was okay. <laughs> um, I, uh, man, how do I even get into this? I don't even know. Well, you were at home in Akron, Ohio, and then... Yes, I was there for way too long. Uh-huh. Um, 
I got there and was like, oh, yeah, I'll go to my hometown and just, like, hang out and, like, take, like, kind of a little bit of vac- vacation. It's, like, beautiful there. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is where I'm from. This is my past. And I, I didn't realize I was taking a vacation in my past. And that is not fun. Uh, I really love the movie Back to the Future, but I'm going to leave it right there. I don't... Uh, need to be uh, bathing in my anxiety. Well, the thing about Back to the Future is that prologue. they're always going, you know, yeah, yeah. Back, back to the future. To the future. Yes. Yeah. And I was just they're going, never like, please get me back to the future. <laughs> they're never Which like, is, now. Actually, I think I'm going to stay here in the yeah. past. I was going to stay in the of past. Of my own life. Yeah, I mean, I was driving I by the place like, I moved away from. abandoned yeah. malls and just crying in front of them. It was like, you know. <laughs> that sounds cool. It sounds yeah. like... <laughs> So, but I mean, I had you some, had a moment. It was similar yeah, to my I moment. Certainly did. Um, because what's important to you in that area? So, like, it's like even I would say one step. Well, do you think it's similar to the first time you met Beyonce, <laughs> or more important? To Wait, you? which thing are you talking about? <laughs> the game of baseball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's very important to me. It's I would say it's similar. Um, and I also so I went to a game on Wednesday. I went to see the Cleveland baseball team play. And I was, like, so excited about it. And I wore my Block C hat. And then I got there, and I was like, oh, right. Everyone here is from here. I forgot that you guys are from here. And they were all wearing a lot of uh, Chief stuff and very adamantly about that and very yelling at a lot of people. And I was like, I should leave People here now. might not know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe you could tell them. Sure. So the... My hometown, thank you. My hometown team, I'm like reliving it. You just told the thing, you understand. I'm guiding you through this. Uh, thank you. Um, namaste. And the team from my home, I'm from Akron, Cleveland is just above it. So my hometown teams are all Cleveland teams. And the Cleveland baseball team, their name is the Cleveland Indians. And their logo, up until recently, is a very racist image of a Native American person with a huge smiling grin. And they are. Red. It's awful. It's terrible. His name is Chief Wahoo. And I would also even say, like, I don't know that that's a Native American person. Not at this point. No, it's not. So much but as just at, like a. At like one a, point, it was a. It, it's a caricature. Yeah. That's what I should, of a Native American person. Right. It looks and as much like a human being as Mickey looks like a mouse. Absolutely. Yes. For sure. And I hesitate to use the word that it has evolved over time because it certainly has not. But it has changed uh, what it has looked like, and they made it a secondary logo two years ago, and it, it made me excited because I was like, oh, maybe I can like sort of be a fan of this team again because I really had stopped being a fan of the team because of it because it's just like, it's, it's terrible. It's not great. And so they brought this like Block C logo in, and I was like, oh, this is great. It was like kind of a classic logo, looked cool. And then this season, they've just like gone full force into the Wahoo stuff again, fans especially. It's on everything still. They wear it on their left sleeve, so every right-handed batter, it's right there. And it's on all of the merchandise still. Like You have to dig through everything to find something without it on there. Uh, plus, the name is still Indians, which is a terrible... It's just like a terrible name. So where was I? Oh, um, so I really wanted to throw out a first pitch for my home team, thinking like, hey, maybe I could do this and whatever. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. And You were thinking you could stand on the stage where Beyonce had been. <laughs> yeah. Do so well that you got booked on the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's... 
what I thought I would do. So fast forward to Labor Day when I'm going to throw the first pitch. And I did like a crazy amount of like personal stuff that day. You were there. I like went to a cemetery. Yeah, yeah. I did way too many things before throwing out a first pitch. So I wasn't necessarily in the right frame of mind to be throwing out a first pitch. And then when I got there, we got like walked onto the field. There was someone else also throwing a first pitch. And she was. No, no, she was throwing a second pitch, though. But we were both throwing first pitches. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for real, and I didn't say this to her at the time, she was throwing a second pitch. She did throw you know the I mean? second pitch. I mean, I didn't want to, like, tell her that and just really smash her dreams because she was uh, I mean, an Olympian, yeah, but she's an Olympian. at the same time... And I was like, yo, straight up, like, that was... Oh, like, by the way, there's going to be another pitch. Um, she was in the Olympics. <laughs> but for running... Great. At least it wasn't, like, javelin or shot put? <laughs> okay. Do you guys get why? <laughs> I get it. I understand. But to make a horrible story short, um, so as I was like getting ready to go up to throw the first pitch, the guy that had brought me onto the field at the like the last moment turns to me and says, like, hey, you know, we're on a seven-game win streak, which, correction, it was six. But anyway, he looks at me and says, we're on a seven-game win streak, so uh, if they lose tonight, it's your fault. Have a great throw. (laughs) And so in that moment, he was either trying to just, like, alpha me as, like, just a person doing things, or he just didn't think I was a baseball fan because one of the main things in baseball is superstitions. And, like, you straight up can't just jinx somebody right before they're going to do this crazy thing. And then I just was like, what? (laughs) And I got immediately terrified, and I got onto the mound, and then I threw it, I don't know, what, four feet into the grass? I mean, it was like, it was honestly one of the worst moments of my entire life. (laughs) Like, no one clapped when my name was announced. And then I, I was got on so the mound. excited and I couldn't clap because I was And then I threw that and then the entire stadium laughed. The whole stadium and I was just like, get me out of here. And what sucks is it was like exactly the number of people that I had needed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Three days yes. prior. This is what we get for doing stand-up separately. Exactly. Um... I just needed the wall for a second. Anyway. I'm sorry that it happened to you. Thank you. But I mean, I, mean, I, 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 think, I know why I, it happened. Yeah, but can I just say one thing? I think it's actually like emblematic of the experience of like women in sports because you're like, no, 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 take me seriously. Please take me seriously. And then you get jinxed and then you get one chance and then you fail and everybody's like, see? And that's it. Like, it's perfect. It's perfectly emblematic of the whole thing. I mean, I know. I know that that's true and I know that that's how it feels. Trust me, I'm a woman. But my point... (laughs) is also like, what you just said right there is also why it happened that night. It's also the same reason that I ate shit on that Beyonce stage, which mm-hmm. is that, like, you and I are actually the same type of person. You go up uh, to throw first... Now, that Olympian, she came out and was like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't care about this at all! Strike! Strike. Yeah. yeah. And then everybody was like, you're so hot! We love you! Yeah. She was very hot. She got a lot of hugs. A lot of people were talking to her. And then but I was just like... It's... <laughs> but Rhea, the reason... <laughs> 
badly is the same thing that's your best quality. Which is that it mattered so much to you. Yes. Like you, you earlier that day when we were practicing pitching, I know that you can throw. You are on a baseball team. Yes. And you play third base. Yes. So you can make a throw from yes. third to first. It's on so my you fucking could album. Yes. Make a throw from the mound to the plate. Yes. But at the last minute, you decided that you wanted to, instead of just throw it, you wanted to pitch it Not with, at like, the last pitching minute, mechanics. That's what I was going to do to begin with. But what I'm saying is, Rhea, like, you were pitching like you expected to get called up. No, I, I mean, I will tell you this. I understand what but you're I'm saying, but I did not think it. that I was going, that that was ever going to happen. But there's some part of you that thinks that you're going to fall and break your arm. They're going to take the cast off. Your tendons are going to be too tight. I'm going to throw it from out. And you are going to get called up. Funky butt But what I'm saying is that it is a good quality. Sure. It's a good quality. Because yeah. you're never going to just, just get out there and Maybe just doesn't it. apply to Major League Baseball. That's all. For me. Well, I feel like it's like, if you try your hardest, half the time, you're going to try so hard that you drill the ball directly straight through the earth. You know what I mean? Sure, like, yeah. That's what's going to happen half the time. It was a great throw half in China. Time. Yeah. <laughs> it's too bad because pretty close by, Japan, they love baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> you went with China. Um, anyway, my point I mean, is... Drilling up, but <laughs> they, like, they like baseball in China, too. I hope eventually that that's what you, where you can get with it, which is just that, like... You're Icarus, you know? You flew too close to the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your feathers got I, all I, melted I off. I threw too close to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to go to Detroit afterwards and totally slay. So I yeah, think yeah. what needs to happen next is that you need to get a first pitch for the Dodgers. Yeah, for the future. Yeah. So, yeah. They're definitely on board with it. So... <laughs> This audience? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They really want it to happen. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. Their silence said they yeah, liked their it. Their silence yeah. is like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's... <clears throat> want to get this show started? Yeah, I do. Let's guys, do that's it. Rhea Butcher. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> oh, you guys, well, thank you for letting us exercise those demons. We have got an awesome show for you tonight. This first comic, we're so happy that he's here. How are you guys feeling, by the way? You feel, I mean, that's the kind of emotionally resonant and raw 35 minutes you can expect at the beginning of a Put Your Hands Together. Now this comic is gonna come out here and slay your hearts and minds. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that, the audience? Well then, please give it up for Mr. Justin Clark. Let's hear it. Work on, um, yeah. It's a lot of stand-up. I'm, uh, I did uh, had my audition or my showcase for comics to watch on Wednesday. For Comedy Central. Mm -hmm. How did they go? Went really well. So and then, but everyone also did well. So it's like, oh, good for everyone. Also, could we not? <laughs> can one guy do? Can we make this out of nine and not ten? But no, everyone did well. Um, but uh, but yeah, that went well, and I enjoyed that a lot. And then. Other than that, I'm working on a pilot that we're in that pitching around part, or right before that. So you're doing part. like a lot of live dates right now, or shows and uh, stuff. Colleges. Colleges. That's my, that's, I'm in that, How is that, that nightmare part of How the is that? It's interesting. It's like have you, you've done them, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I never had like a zone where I exclusively did them or anything like yeah. that. But I've, I've, 
I've done them off and on yeah. throughout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like how many are you doing? Like, what, like well, how it's often like are you feast doing? or famine. So like yeah, yeah, this yeah. this month, I have two. So yeah. I'm, I've got to go to Boston this weekend to do. Uh, oh shit. Uh, they're all. They're already they're all, they're, they're, I'm not. Do, I'm not doing University of Texas. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, and then um, like New England State, I think, and then. So you're like in there for the, like you fly in. They're usually on a Saturday. You fly yeah. in. You do this. You have like an hour and whatever holiday, and they put you up in. You go to the show. You do an hour in front of like pride and prime millennials. Like they're not the back end. Like probably we are, it's also it's like, well lit. Yeah. And nearly yeah. midday. And I was like, is that the cafeteria? And it's a, interesting. Yeah. Okay, in good. No mic. Uh, large no, but like it's, convention it's, it's always, Yeah. The one kind of like who who did the, done these years uh, like. Uh, Gave advice. It's like it's victimless comedy. You have to do victimless comedy, or yeah. it's like it, they're life hasn't hit them yet. So a lot of the stuff like dating or darker, they're like, yeah, no, everything's fine. What are you talking about? This is great. Sure, <laughs> life is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, um, eighteen is young. Yeah, and you forget like super one of my first couple of colleges. He's like, what yeah. is happening? I'm like, oh, what was I like then? Oh, yeah. no, this was fantastic life. None of this had happened. I think it was very interesting. Last year, I did a couple. Colleges, right when things were—I mean, this wouldn't be happening yet this year—but like I was at Yale uh-huh. the same week that protests were going on okay. because of shitty race relations on uh-huh. campus, and that was actually very cool to be able to like to talk that. to people and be like, "Hey, man, what's going on here? Let's like chat it out." And they put me in a theater as opposed to like a. So the lights are down and it's like normal uh, place to perform. Those things, I think that's a cool experience to have. I'm doing UConn, which I think is going to be more like that, too. Yeah, where you're like actually communicating with people and that's a... But, um, hey man, just getting that that Yeah, so a lot of that that college money would fly out. Like, look, it could be as hard as it... It can be the worst show where you're like, oh yeah, it's an hour of work. I can handle this. (laughs) But so they're, they're, they're fun, but they're usually a lot of fun. There is uh, there there are going to be better hour performance experiences in your yes. life. So right now, just so hopefully up not what happened. The dining hall, food. the Chicago enjoyment with you. Oh but no! Actually, you know what? Like, how long do you do those? Hopefully, that sets? does happen. Well, yes. I just mean like you have to eat shit sometimes. Absolutely. Who was it? Like Chris Rock or someone said like you haven't. You're not a comedian until you bomb. Yeah, and you should bomb at every level yeah, and on every stage. Not, and that should have been the copy. <laughs> yeah, like, you're, not, yeah. you're not a comedian until you bomb. No, it's when, fine. Until yeah. you lose everything on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, are there like, 20 oh, people? I've got to rebuild this. Okay, okay great. This. Yeah. Two yes. years back. I'm two yeah. years back? Good. Let's go. No, it's... It really is... It's part of the game. Yeah. Justin Clark, you guys, let him hear it! I do want to give the show moving but it's so funny that I, I, I have like an escort story and if we have time I will tell you guys so just remember it it's not a story that of me it's a story that I heard 20 times over this weekend that I was at this wedding I heard this escort story and I can't wait to tell you if we have time but if and if I don't tell you tonight just come back next week and I'll tell you that but the la- the second to last song of the wedding that I was at was Roxanne and Cameron and I went wait a minute for real? And everybody's like, Roxanne! Congratulations on your marriage. It was fun and bizarre, and I liked it a lot. Are you guys ready to keep the show rolling? 
This next comic is not only like one of the funniest people, he's also one of the greatest people. And his uh, the third season of his tremendous show on Comedy Central comes out September 28th, and that show is The Meltdown. So please welcome Kamel Nanjiani. Yo, so all I just ever ask is, what are you working on right now? Um... Well, we just finished uh, Meltdown, the season three, and we're editing that right now, so we finished shooting that. Um, and it's awesome. Rhea's in it. Yes, Rhea's in I it. I can't wait to see it. last season. It comes out September 27th or 28th. It's very easily Googleable, so I guess <laughs> I could have done it before this, but September no, 27th or 28th on Comedy Central, and then the movie that we made, um, we're work editing that, and so hopefully that'll come out sometime next year, and... You know, we'll start up Silicon Valley next month again, so. I'm really excited to see, so you and your wife Emily mm-hmm. wrote this movie together. Yes. I'm really excited to see it because. Well, you're going to see it tomorrow. I'm going to see it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you're going to see a rough version. I know. So just know, I am such a, it's very anxiety inducing. Yeah, Not it's a lot of responsibility. Particularly no, no, it. I it's know. It's a lot of responsibility, yeah. but just like, I mean, it's going to be like 70 new people that have never seen it are going to see it tomorrow, so. How many uh, times have you seen it at this point? Many times. Yeah. I've seen pieces of it hundreds of times, but I've seen the whole thing a bunch of times. I watched it today. It's not like, I love this movie, I gotta keep it. No, no, you I have to I, see it a I bunch of times. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, that's the job. And I'm not even halfway to how many times I'm gonna see it. I feel like that is something I was unprepared for a little bit. Even though I knew what editing would be like when we met our show, I just didn't realize how many times you watch every single piece of footage? But the good thing is, I think, because you lose a little bit of perspective, and I think that actually helps make it really good, because you can have a really good scene that other people will see and be like, oh, that's really good. Because you've seen it a hundred times, you're sort of a little, like, bored by it, so you're actually trying to make it even better. So it's, it is, you know, it's yeah. part of the deal. And Michael directed it. Showalter. Yes, Michael Showalter directed it. And Doris... So you're so good in that, by the way. Oh, I don't even think I ever said it. Oh, I watched it on a plane, like since I've seen you. That movie's amazing. That's his last want, movie. A lot of people watch that on a plane. Yeah. I mean, it's brilliant that it's on there. I don't know how oh, I missed it great. in theaters, but it's such a good movie. Yeah, he was great. He's great, and Judd Apatow produced it. So and, I can't uh, wait to see this. I mean, I know about Judd, but like. Yeah. That last movie of Michael's was... It's was just so, really so good. Because people know him as, like, this goofy comedian guy. But right. that movie is, like, a very emotional... So raw. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really, really good. It's really sweet. sweet and surprising. I and I hope, you know, people think the same thing of our movie. I can't wait to see it tomorrow. Ah. Thank you for talking to me. Guys, come on, Johnny! best do you guys want do you want to know a fun thing that happened today that was very funny and fun would you like to hear a fun thing my life isn't all just letting thousands of people down sometimes it's making one person not aware of that they're happy because I was we were on a plane today and somebody was watching um I mean Camille's on a zillion TV shows and a zillion movies. And somebody was watching uh, the movie Mother's Day, which is a movie that I'm in, uh, directly across the aisle from me on a plane. And then they dropped their phone under, like, near my legs. So I was like, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> Imagine. 
imagine, imagine if you're like, oh, like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you're okay. You're hang on. You're like this. You're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> drop, and then somebody's like, hey, here you go. <laughs> That's me reclining my seat. Wouldn't that be a cool thing to do? Hey, here you go. <laughs> um, do you know the best part? She didn't notice at all. She didn't notice at all. So do you tell them then? I didn't, but there was a part of me that wanted to just be like, um, just lean over, boop, <laughs> press pause on her screen. Excuse me. Yeah, that's actually me. Okay. <laughs> and I'm nice. I just handed you your phone. Okay. <laughs> this is like a fun thing. Wow, that was kind of fun. Maybe she'll realize later. She's good. She's sleeping. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, great. How are you? Great. Yes? Why? What happened to you today? What did you do today? Uh, I went to the dentist. That's, that's why. That's, well, hey, how, how'd it go? How'd it go? It was fine. Yeah? You should. Yeah. So then listen to me. You don't want to hear it from your hot dentist? No. Why not? I feel like that's... Because they're too hot? Yeah. And then he knows that I'm a mess. <laughs> well, number one, Jesus Christ, you're really putting a lot of pressure on yourself. <laughs> like, maybe switch dentists. If you're like, these teeth gotta stay nice. For you. <laughs> But also, like, do you have any idea the horrors that that person has seen? <laughs> like, that's the thing about doctors. Yeah, no, you don't want to know. But that's, like, doctors or dentists, whenever you're like, oh, my God, did they notice I had, like, a one weird tiny chip? And then they're like, uh, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I have literally taken out three dozen teeth at a time. <laughs> three dozen? What do you mean? Yeah, some of them were uh, growing out of each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? They see a lot of shit. I'm sure that... I'm sure that was just his way of flirting with you. <laughs> How was your day? Great. I like your Devo t-shirt. Um, what did you do today? I uh, bought a skirt to wear to an interview. Great. What's, when is the interview? Tomorrow. Oh, it's going to go so well. <laughs> what is it for? Uh huh. Yes. Yes. Ooh. To be an assistant in an office. Great. What kind of office? A talent. Talent agency. Okay. Great. Children. For oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's your background? Uh, I went to college. 
Number one, you're more than qualified. Uh, number two, you've got that skirt, so there's that. Uh, I think, I mean, so how old are you? 22. You're 22. Is this your first job that you're trying to get? Okay, great. I'm so glad we were talking tonight. <laughs> um, I think really this is the key, right? So you're, you're an assistant, that's the job assistant? Yes. Yeah, so when you're an assistant, people just want to know that you say yes, that you ask questions if you need more information, and that you just do what you say you're going to do. That's all you need to worry about. If you just do those three things, you're going to be totally great. Now, since there's tiny kids involved and very stressed out parents, just know that, like, that's going to be a horror show. And you should treat it like you're a dentist. Yeah, you're the dentist. And so whatever garbage is happening here, you just keep a smile on your face. That's not what happened to you today. Your teeth are fine. I think you're going to get the job. How will you let me know? Don't call me. But do tweet at me or something. Write me a note and leave it at the UCB Theater. <laughs> Write me a note. Give it to a child. <laughs> Tell that child to deliver it. You'll keep your job. Oh, yeah, you will. <laughs> Guys, are you ready for more show? Let's hear it for these two. They're great sports. It's going to be awesome. Smiling face like you're doing right now. You're great. Yeah, you got great. You got, yeah, you're great. She's great, right? She's great. You're great. No problem. Easy peasy. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Well, don't, not whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> okay, you guys. We got three comics left. All of them are wonderful. I believe that you are a great audience and that you have it in your heart for like 27 more comics but there's just three so whew, let's you know really go hard for them guys this next comic let's hear it right now for Kristen Rand give it up for her come on hello hi I spent a lot of my day debating whether I should brush my teeth <laughs> Then I decided just keep eating. So <laughs> that's me. Hello. Um, I have. I don't weigh myself. I believe that to be an act of violence. Uh, <laughs> I own a mirror. I get it. <laughs> okay. Um, I had my measurements taken, which is always uh, great. Uh, as a lady, I found out something incredible about my human form. My hips and my bust are the exact same measurement, which means I. Perfectly proportional. Thank you so much. I know you already found that out. Uh, and my waist is a solid one inch smaller, so I'm almost a perfect rectangle if you want to go ahead and take some time to check that shit out. Not a lot this body can't do. <laughs> Not a lot this body can't do. <laughs> Hula hoop, that's a thing I can't do. <laughs> Too many corners. Gets a little tricky. All right, you guys are <laughs> Ah, something else cool about my body covered in dumb tattoos. Uh, I went to college and got student loan money and I bought a puppy and just any tattoo I wanted five seconds after I thought of the idea for the tattoo. Um, I have a tattoo of a yoga pose. Okay. 
The only one I have that's not embarrassing is uh, just one, and it's just very simple, very sweet, just a tribute to my mom. It's just her initials over my heart. It's just very sweet, real simple, just her initials right there over my heart, uh, which has been incredible, because now for the past 10 years, now anytime anybody has me naked, they're just like, hey, who's that? And I'm like, oh, it's my mom. <laughs> yeah, anytime you see my tits, please think about my mom, Trudy. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> No, she's not even dead. I just like her a lot. She's just... She's a trail bitch. Okay. Cool woman. Uh, um, I did uh, eventually graduate from college after a lot of hard work. I uh, got that bachelor's in psychology and poof, opened a lot of doors. Thank you, one person. Uh, I uh, am so fortunate, you know, um, with that little piece of paper to be working full-time during the day as a babysitter, so I don't regret it. Um, I love babies, though. I really, it's like the only job I've ever had. I love it so much. I love a little baby, and I love like a little one-year-old, a little, little two-year-old. I don't know why I'm holding them like I'm going to eat them. I don't... I do love uh, just the youngest. And then when you get like age four, that's when you have like a pretty good grasp of language, and then you use it to hurt my feelings <laughs> and I don't know how to come back to that with grace you know and I realized this pretty recently I was watching a little four year old girl she had her back turned to me playing with her dolls and then just apropos of nothing she turned a little head over her shoulder and goes you're not my friend <laughs> and I was just like in her room I'm like okay cool I don't even need any friends I already have plenty of friends <laughs> I woke up this morning and then your mom paid me to hang out with you. So where the fuck are all your friends now, shorty? <laughs> I don't have that job anymore, but kids are cute. Uh, I just became an aunt very recently. My brother had a baby. It's first baby, first thing on the face. You know, first baby. Uh, <laughs> And I remember the day that they called me. They were so excited. They called me on speakerphone. Him and his wife sat me down on speakerphone, they were so thrilled, you could hear the excitement in their voice to let me know that they were pregnant. And I just remember my immediate reaction was like, who cares? Uh, I've been pregnant twice, I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> it's not even hard to do. Uh. <laughs> okay, I like you guys. I just got engaged last month, you guys. Oh, to a white man of all things. Uh, I'm so uh, excited to not have to date anymore, and I don't even know if I ever really dated. I tended to fuck before the first date, so I never really got um, proper. And also, I think that I might just, like, as a lover, listen. A lover, I'm good. <laughs> to the point where I feel like I might be too good. Hear me out. <laughs> the only reason I would ever say that, I would ever even think that, uh, is because uh, every time anybody I've ever slept with is like, okay, once is enough, and then they go ahead and tap out. It's like, you wouldn't skydive twice, that shit would be crazy. Um, <laughs> But I'm happily settled down uh, and living a real sweet life. Um, uh, I, 
I'm real, I'm real cool. Yeah, probably ch chill that from my denim jacket. Real cool. <laughs> real cool. I feel like I might try too hard to be cool. I find myself uh, doing uh, this. I text the words, no worries, way too much. Way too much. Like, who the fuck am I trying to be? No worries. Um, just all the time, real willy-nilly about it. I decided to take a stand for myself. Stop texting those words. Stop trying to be so chill all the time. And, and I found a real cool replacement you guys can do it if you want to. Instead of texting the words, no worries, instead just text the words, uh, I don't give a shit. And uh, <laughs> it means the same thing. <laughs> just way more fun to say. Someone's like, I'm running behind, I'm stuck in traffic. You're just like, oh, I don't give a shit. And I was just living my life. Uh, <laughs> Another thing that gets on my nerves though is like when people are in their phones constantly, I get that the world's scary and you've created a little realm for yourself where you feel safe, but like your body's still there and your friend's feelings are hurt. You know what I mean? And these people that are like one-on-one -on -one and the other one is just like It kills me, man. Listen, I'm full of good ideas. Here's another brilliant idea. This is a four for four success rate on this technique to get my friends back out of their phones, okay? This is how it works. You're sitting at a diner. They're sitting across from you just texting away, okay? You're sitting across from them you know, crying, and <laughs> you just get your phone out, take a picture of them, just take a picture of them as they are right there, you know, from any angle, have fun with it, they're not gonna notice. And then you immediately text that picture to them, just with the words, I miss you. Uh, <laughs> always gets about. Thank you guys so much, enjoy the rest of your show, you've been a lot of fun. hoops we have two comics left and we have so little time but i want to tell this escort story so hannah i'm going to tell this story in less than two minutes can you time me for two minutes i can tell the story in two minutes you ready go so i was in ohio for a wedding for one of my best friends from my childhood who was a man and i was surrounded by dudes as friends as a kid go figure so he had me as a groomsman and i did not go to the bachelor party because i was like i don't want no i can't do this I'm not going to a bachelor party in Ohio. Not gonna do it. <laughs> Sweet guy, but a lot of male friends. So I was hanging out. We were at this bonfire on Saturday before the thing. He also has only brothers. He has only brothers. His entire side of the family is all men. So it was just constant dick jokes the entire weekend. And I was like, this is terrifying. I haven't thought this much about dicks and balls ever. <laughs> and so we were at this bonfire and his uh, brother one brother is like, they're like, you got to tell the story. And he's like, okay, I'll tell the story. He's like, the escort story? They're like, yes, not the other one. I won't tell you the other one. Come back next week. So he's like, okay. So I, my first job was being an escort for like construction jobs. So they have to have somebody driving before and after like a wide load or whatever. When they carry like cranes down the street, you have to have escorts for that. So he's doing that job. He drove uh, as an escort up to Canada, went to a bar and they were like, Domestics are two bucks. And he was like, great, Miller Lights all around. Yes. <laughs> so he's drinking all these Miller Lights and then a woman comes in and he says, she rubbed me the wrong way. Something was weird about her. And she sits down next to him. They start to eat, drinking, whatever, trying to make ch chit chat or whatever. And then he finally is like, so hey, what do you do? And she, sa and, uh, she says, I'm an escort. And he's like, oh my God, so am I. <laughs> What's the furthest you've ever dr driven for a gig? <laughs> and she was like, well, I usually, you know, just like kind of in town mostly. 
And then he was like, well, and now this, this is the, this is the moment. So like, uh, how big of a load have you ever taken? And now I heard that story no less than 20 times in a 48 hour period because the very next day, so people kept coming to the bonfire and then I would just hear, so what kind of a big load have you ever taken? Just from the other corner of the bonfire. And then I was also at the wedding just hearing like, so how big of a load did you ever take? That's my escort story. <laughs> what did I clock in at? Well, one more time. Two minutes and 30. Oh! Somebody... <laughs> that was louder than me. Ah! Anyway, I was close. Let's keep this show rolling, you guys. We've got two more comics. They're both amazing. You're going to love them so much. This next comic you may have seen on Conan. Please give a warm welcome to Andrew Slater, you guys. Thank you very much, everybody. How you guys doing? Thank you. You guys are fantastic. I, it was recently my one-year wedding anniversary. Thank you. I, we like it. I love being married. Anybody married here? Yeah? You like it, right? It's great. I enjoy it very much. It's like, you know what I like most about it is having a family, you know? And we're just two... We don't have any kids, so it feels like bullshit to even call it a family. You're just two adults living together, which shouldn't give you any credit. But the word family makes you sound more important, and I like to use that word all the time to help myself out, you know? So I say things like, I provide for this family. That's how I talk. <laughs> now, I'm going to do comedy for free to provide <laughs> for this family, which sounds better than, I made my half of the rent this October, so what's up? <laughs> Can I watch my shows? It's cool, though, when you get married, because you get a lot of free stuff. You know, we uh, register, and you get, you're at Target, and you get the little gun, and you're shooting everything, and you forget that you live in this tiny one-bedroom apartment, you know what I'm saying? And then all this stuff comes, it actually comes, and you got, no, we're never going to use any of it ever. We have no space for We have a wine rack at our apartment now. Yeah, a wine rack in our stupid little apartment. It's like, oh, it's great to have somewhere to put the bottle of wine for 10 minutes when I get it home from Trader Joe's. Thank God. <laughs> I have a free hand to open this can of beans I'm going to pair the wine with. Thank you, Wine Rack. Somewhere to put my Gatorades. <laughs> She's the first woman I ever lived with, my wife. I never lived with a girl before her. It took some getting used to. I think the biggest thing was learning how to sleep in the same bed every night as someone else. You know, getting used to the space, the rhythm. And I have no problem falling asleep. That's not even my problem. My problem is not being woken up 10 minutes after I've fallen asleep by this psychopath lady I married who wants to talk about whatever the worst things in the world are. Whatever's giving her anxiety, keeping her up at night. She's like, oh, I know who wants to talk about this right now. My sound asleep husband. Hey, hey, you want to hear about the worst things you've ever heard? And the second it comes out of her mouth, she's out. Like a light. Like, oh, what a glass of NyQuil that is for her to tell me problems. And then I'm up all night thinking about credit card debt and ISIS and global warming. I can't sleep. These dudes are mean. I don't know what we're going to do. And she's out, so there's no one left for me to share with. And she's so against bringing a third person into the bedroom. So I have nobody to get my stuff off my chest. Speaking of which, uh, my wife had a sex dream recently and I think that's the best part about being married is that you can talk about anything you know and I wanted to know I was curious I've always been curious I wanted to know what was it what was the dream 
Which, fellas, I don't know a lot, but let me give you some advice. Do not ask about your lady's sex dream. Because you are not in your lady's <laughs> sex dream, okay? It's like an actor asking about a part in a movie that's already come out. You're not, it's Matt Damon, okay? It's just Matt Damon. You're not in it. I'll tell you what it was. You want to know what it was? She was at the gym. This is in her dream. She was at the gym, and she was doing these uh, yoga exercises. She was laying flat on her stomach, and she was pushing up these cobra-type exercises, you know? Do you already know where this is going? <laughs> You've seen this one? Okay. Uh, she's pushing up like this, but she's doing it over and over again, kind of like a repetitive for her lower back. And as she's doing it, the pressure from the, the ground on her lady area. Yeah, exactly. That was it. That was, that was a whole dream. That was the whole thing. Which I'm, okay, as a dude, I try not to be a male egotist. However, if I'm going to lose out in a sex dream for my wife, I would like to lose to another human being, okay? I lost to a floor. Do you understand how humiliating that is to lose to a floor? What does a floor have that I don't have? Honest to God, what does a, other than the fact that it can support her, what does a floor have that I don't have? My wife is a big uh, Bernie supporter. Any Bernie fans? Yeah. Not me. I, was a, I love Hillary. I always loved Hillary my whole life. And uh, I did. People, you know, it's like weird to say, but I, I really did. And I, I think it's because I relate to her more than any other presidential candidate. She's the one presidential candidate who understands the concept of waiting in line. More than anything else. She's just the most patient. She's just wanted to be president the longest. Shouldn't that count for something? She put her name in the hat earliest, and now it's her turn. She didn't write the rules. Get on board, America. That's her whole life. Her whole life, she wanted to be president. You know what her life is? You know those on-ramps on the freeway that back up, like in L.A., and then have the red light, green light thing? And it takes. She's been on one of those to be president her whole life. And apparently the line for her started in Arkansas, okay? It's not fun. She started in Arkansas. It wasn't even a free ride there. They lost. Her and Bill, she married this hillbilly, and then they lost. <laughs> they made her change her name. She was Hillary Rodham. Bill loses. And then she had to change her name to Hillary Rodham Clinton. Guys, imagine the balls it takes to get fired at your job. Come home to your wife and be like, hey, honey, yeah, it was a tough day. I got laid off. Uh, but I think I know what the problem was. <laughs> your name. It was your name. Yeah, I'm going to need you to change it to my name. You know me, the big loser who just got fired? You're going to have to take that name. <laughs> but she did it to move up one car length, right? Then she has to watch these other dudes get on. She has to watch Bill get on ahead of her. This idiot. She has to watch this guy get on first. And then he gets lost following the naked ladies on the back of mud flaps of trucks, you know? So she's got to send him directions. But she does it. She moves up. Another lane. Finally, it's her turn. 2008. It's her turn to be president, right? She's in front of the line. And then, out of the corner of her eye, she just sees this super cool sports car, once in a generation, first black president, rolling up, passing everybody. She's like, wait a minute. I don't think that's correct. I don't think he was in line. Oh, can't honk. Totally can't honk at the first black president. Not going to honk at the first black president. He can go. I'll just wait. I'll just wait eight years. No big deal. I'll wait eight. I'll check some emails. What could go wrong? I'll wait eight years. What's the harm in it? And she waits. And it's her turn. 2016, finally. She's like 68. She's waited her whole life. She's about to be president. And then again, quarter of her eye, here comes a 76 
Volkswagen bus with a coexist bumper sticker, smoke billowing out of the side, running on canola oil. Just this old Jewish guy. Everybody's like, wave a man. He doesn't even know what lane he's supposed to be. The hell with that. I'm old too, motherfucker. And rams him off the freeway. Now she's on. She made it. She's on the presidential freeway. She, what could go wrong, right? Except she checks her rear view mirror. In the back, it's just this Mad Max dude with the gas mask and the crazy hair, except it's all quaffed in a comb over, playing a fire guitar with both middle fingers up. Step on the gas, Hillary. Come on. That's it. Thank you very much, everybody. Oh, you guys, we have one final comic tonight. I love her stuff. She's amazing. You guys are going to love her stuff. Let's hear it right now for Sam J. Give it up for Sam. <laughs> Sam J., you guys, let her hear it. Oh, Sam. So good. So good. So good. So good. I was at Bonnaroo the year before. Had two, had two drinks. Oh, that's what you're Forgot doing. to eat any food. Yeah. Forgot to drink any other water. Mm-hmm. Was wearing a jean jacket because it was fashionable, even though it was sure. 117 degrees. 2,000 degrees. And I had to throw up on the med tent. Like on. I, I, Not in. Yeah, because I, right, I turned to a woman who was, because I was performing there. Yes. Like, I turned yep. to a woman who was organizing the show, and I said, you have to take me to the medical tent. And then when I got there, I threw up on the medical tent. <laughs> And then they were like, apparently you are here because you need to throw up? And I was like, yes. <laughs> but then they had to give me an IV. Do you guys want to know the best part about this story? Is that the woman who gave me an IV, she was a nurse. She had a crew cut mm-hmm. from the front. From the back, she had a rat tail <laughs> that was so long. I showed Rhea a picture because I literally said, I was like, uh, like, like may I please take a picture of you? <laughs> With getting an IV in my arm. Didn't she have it tucked in? Rhea, she had a weight belt on. She had a weight belt on. Was the rat tail on top of the weight belt? No. In the weight belt. Well, you don't want to get it caught in anything. Came out the bottom. She turned around and said, how long have you been growing that rat tail? You know what she said? 25 years. 25-year-old rat tail. That thing can rent a car. <laughs> She's one of the best people I know. You guys, that's Rhea Butcher. <laughs> that's one of the other best people I know. <laughs> uh, we're here every week. Did you say my name? I was yeah, I did. still in my own brain. That's you Cameron guys, Esposito. Then also everybody on the show. Let's hear for Give everybody on the show. One more time. Thank you so much for coming out. We're here every Have week. a great rest of your night. Put See you next your week. hands together. Put your 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 hands together. Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together.
is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.